Hey everybody, this is Tyson and Logan, and you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast. It's a show that gives you a fresh look on being a father, a husband, and honestly, a man being in today's world. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thanks for subscribing and listening. Now for the show. And we are off. Real quick, let's get our intro in real quick, just for for kicks. Dad bods and beards. You know what we should have done? We should have said, <laughs> dad bods and beards. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, we're keeping this oh, as the uh, intro. My uh, my uh, son will like, can I get a hiya? And he'll go, hiya. And I'm like, stop it. He's like, you know, he's like little. And he doesn't realize what he's doing. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Can I, get a so I started getting my kids my my seven-year-old and my five-year-old i get them to do that every now and then in like in public and chelsea <laughs> just is like can you stop it because like my kids don't have social like they don't have social anxieties they're like oh yeah like they just get louder and louder and louder i'm like i love it <laughs> you're like so snorting true. in the microphone <laughs> no but it's true like i'm like Emmett, i swear you gotta stop doing it that way if you're gonna keep doing it. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to Dad Bods and Beards. Yeah, dude. Hi guys. <laughs> dude, we're like, going back. So your youngest son, Emmett, was yeah. cracking me up on Friday. Because we went to the we oh, went to the basketball yeah. game. We went to the Utah Jazz game. And you're like, oh, Emmett's not really a sport. He's not my sports kid. He doesn't really like sport. Do by the end of the game, he we were you were like Emmett, calm down. He was like screaming his <laughs> freaking lungs out. He was like red faced. I'm like, what did you feed him? No, but, but it's true. Like he's never loved sports, and he's. I took him to a jazz game before, and he hated it. So uh, we got the tickets, and I'm like, who wants to go? And and he's like, I do. I'm like, Emmett, you thought it was boring last time, and and he's like, yeah, but. I want to go this time, and uh, it was a fun game. Yeah, dude, it was really intense. I'm not a basketball guy, and I the only last time I went to like a professional basketball game was the Sacramento Kings in the early early 2000s when they were good, right? When I used to live out yeah. in Sacramento, and you're like, hey, I'm going to a, like we're going to a jazz Weber. game. We got a little, yeah, Mike Bibby, Vladi Divox, Dujakovic, all those guys. Like that's when they were like they were the guys to beat, right? But you're like, oh yeah, let's go. We got a suite. We got, you know, free food, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, why not? Friday night. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I'm a little mad that we didn't end up on the Jumbotron. We we legitimately tried like three or four times. We have a couple of TikToks like, to prove oh, it. You, <laughs> do this. Get your picture up on the Jumbotron. Use this hashtag. And, da, 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 da. and it's like we were dancing like idiots and it's just nothing. So I'm a little disappointed. But free food was delicious. And it was, it was, it came down to the freaking wire. It was a good game. It was a really good. And Jazz won, so that's what made it even funner. Yeah. Still so not really a basketball fan. Absolutely fun. love Jazz, and so just give them a little quick rundown of it. it was, they probably just very yeah. grateful for that. Sure. They're but really today, on the edge of their seat. I know. So when this episode comes out on Wednesday, it will be November 1st, and it will be the beginning of No Shave November. And so I thought um, there's a lot of people think that it's only about just not shaving. And that there's no purpose of it other than, hey, we're just not going to shave our beard or shave our faces for a month and, and just because we're lazy and it's cold outside and so we're just going to do that. There's actually a purpose of, of having No Shave November, so I thought it would be kind of uh, a good topic 
to uh, help people understand why men and women alike actually do No Shave November. And uh, yes, I did say women because there are women who will not shave their legs and things like that just so that uh, they can promote that as well. Yeah. So let's just dive deep into it. So this really has gained popularity over the past, what would you say, five, ten years? And because of it, um, a lot of people are starting to understand really what it's all about. And there's five things that we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about raising awareness. We're going to be talking about supporting cancer research, breaking societal norms, promoting mental health, as well as building a, a sense of community. And so why don't we start first? So it's uh, raising awareness. So No Shave November is, like I said, is more than just an excuse to grow a beard um, or let your leg hair grow. Uh, it serves as a platform yeah. to raise awareness about various health issues that affect both men and women. Um, so by embracing our natural hair growth, it actually causes conversation and encourage open dialogues of important health concerns such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and mental health. And so a lot of people will grow like, so let's talk about um, there might be a certain individual in someone's life or they work with that never is always clean shaven. And then all of a sudden, you know, No Shave November comes around and they're like, oh, you're doing No Shave November? Guess what that does? That sparks conversation all of a sudden. And there you go. Now you mm-hmm. can start talking about why you're doing it. So should we talk about your dad already? We weren't gonna we were gonna wait, but I think yeah. your dad's is amazing. So my dad's interesting. It, he he's done no shave November a couple of years because obviously I get my beard from my dad. You know, it'd be weird if I got it from my mom, right? So <laughs> my that was a joke that took way too long to land. <laughs> but and I laughed. So, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, so my dad, my dad can grow an amazing beard. Um, he's always had the kind of Dr. Phil mustache, just the short keeps it trim, but just, just the upper lip mustache for as long as I can freaking remember. At, like all the way back when I was a little kid, he always had a mustache but the last few years, since I've been more present on social media, and I'm obviously, I don't have to explain this to you, I'm a big beard person. I asked him last year specifically, hey, can you do No Shave November and document it and do like daily photos? And he and I did like, you know, who can grow a beard faster? Because I had just shaved mine off in September. So I was only about a month in. The dude beat me, by the way. I I started yeah. a month ahead of him and his beard was thicker and fuller in a, in eight or in four weeks than mine was in eight weeks. So anyway, so he did that and I got a text. We have this family group text with me and all all six of my siblings. There's a lot of people in my family. Um, my dad texted us and I checked with him, made sure he was okay with me sharing this because it involves one of my uncles, his brother, said that I'll be participating in No Shave November again this year. And then he gave a little quick snippet, which I really appreciated. Um, he said, the goal of No Shave November is to grow awareness by embracing our hair, which many cancer patients lose and letting it grow wild and free. Then you donate the money you typically spend on shaving and grooming to educate about cancer prevention, save lives and aid those fighting the battle. Then he said, I've done this for a couple years now, but this year it's for my brother. He's getting treatment for cancer. Um, he has cut his hair off. And so, and so as one of my other uncles in support of him, um, he's been diagnosed with lymphoma and he's currently getting chemo treatments. So he's losing his hair. And so my dad actually has 
a purpose this year. His older brother has been diagnosed with lymphoma. He's losing his hair. So it's nice to see that my dad, who's normally just kind of grown it out for like the fun social aspect of it or done it because I said, hey, we're going to make some social media content, but took it upon himself to one, he watched your video and he read your blog on No Shave November. And he gained a lot of good information about that. And then it just so happens to be that his brother is fighting the battle. And so now he has a purpose. So it means something to him. And I, I would hope that he's going to be more vocal about it on social media. So it just, it's kind of come full circle. So it's cool to see. Well, I think that, uh, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that about it, your uncle. I didn't say that originally when I heard, I don't know why I am. I apologize, but, no. but second of all, that's kind of the second whole topic that you're talking about is like, so the people who are participating in No Shave November, it actually can help support an area that they might be struggling at. So like they can donate the money that they would typically spend on grooming products towards cancer charities and organizations. So these funds, you know, a lot of these funds um, are crucial roles in advancing research, providing uh, support to patients, their families, promoting early, early detection and preventing efforts. So really... Just like any type of Christmas, so you know, like where you go support um, shelters and things like that, this is really going to help promote the loved ones that you're facing. And so, like, if you have someone who needs uh, treatment and they can't afford it, hey, I'm going to, so, I'm going to usually spend. Let's say I usually spend a hundred bucks on anything from shaving to all that kind of stuff. I'm going to give this to you so that you know you can help pay a bill or something. I, I don't know. I think it's a really cool idea, and I'm, I'm that's really cool that your dad's doing that. Yeah, so I was going to actually talk to him and see, because I'm, I'm sure he plans to donate. And yeah. I would imagine he's probably going to donate directly to, you know, maybe my uncle's cause. I don't know. I was going to talk to him. Mm -hmm. But one thing I wanted to do, and maybe you and I could figure this out off air, um, was I wanted to find a link or an organization or a GoFundMe or something like that, that maybe we could promote this month um, in in, you know, in relation to, to no shave November. So that's, I mean, that's funny is I, I, I've participated in no shave forever for except, mm -hmm. you know, last September. And it's, it's, I think it's cool. I think this is a, like a really cool bandwagon, so to speak. Like yeah. that's one cool thing about the beard, the beard community, the mustache community, the facial hair community. It's like the more the merrier. And, and then especially of like, Hey, no shave November. I love seeing the photos. I love seeing the before and afters. I love seeing everyone, because even if you're not participating to donate or whatever, like it still adds to the awareness because then it helps trickle in the, the posts that are trying to make actual awareness that are posting links that are, you know, doing it for a specific cause. It kind of helps the algorithm push those ones. So this is always an exciting time of year for guys like you and me and all of our friends that are in the beard world to see it kind of bleed over into regular society for a little bit. I actually really like that. I love that idea. Uh, there's a lot, especially here in Utah. You have John Huntsman Cancer Research Foundation, where we could University of Utah yeah. that does tons of research there. Um, there's mental health, where you have University of you know where there's a lot of children and adults will go to their institute, their clinic um, for treatments and stuff like that for or overnight, for long term, all that we could help with. There's so many things that uh, we could donate money to and help people can. Like, you know, just kind of yeah. we had uh, Dr. Hawkins in there. Maybe there's yeah. something like that where sh they could uh, need funds for a scholarship. Like there's a family who really, really mm -hmm. needs it and they can't afford it. Maybe there's something we can donate there. I really, really like that idea. I think we should figure that out and, 
and come out with it next maybe next episode after yeah this. and then we can uh we can post a link in you know my little link tree the bios all that kind of fun stuff yeah and maybe copper johns could do something a little with it too i like that idea yeah. a lot yeah so it kind of hit home a little bit getting that text from my dad i didn't know that about my uncle um hmm. so i don't think i don't think it was super public knowledge and obviously like i said i checked with him to make sure that he was okay with me sharing that but it you know your heart kind of sinks a little bit because then you go you know as you become adults and you grow up, you kind of lose some of that like uncle nephew relationship because now mm -hmm. I'm a fully grown man. And, you know, and it's like versus what I remember. I have a, I have a hundred memories with my uncle. And so it's like, then you, you just, it makes your heart sink a little bit of like, man, I, you know, anybody going through that. And you and I have talked about different things that, you know, people that we know and our own family and our own friends and the, just the different trials and struggles that they go through. So it's just, it's one of those things that make you, makes you stop and think, I'm just it's, there's there's it's not stuff. one person, not one person that's listening right now that hasn't been either affected by uh, someone with cancer in their family or someone with a mental illness. I mean, I, I swear everyone yeah. has that experience, uh, whether it be themselves yeah. or a loved one. And uh, so this hits home for everyone. Like this isn't just a, oh, you know, this is everyone. And so I think this is a really good cause. No Shave November really does have a, a meaning. So I like that. And one thing, last thing I was going to say is because I know my dad does listen to this episode and I have a good relationship with my dad. He listens to all of them. I used to work with him for two years. We worked two desks apart at the same company in the same bullpen kind of cubicle situation. I loved it. We went to lunch all the time. He bought me lunch all the time. <laughs> I need to work but with my dad. <laughs> and, and out, of, out of respect for my dad and not kind of sharing all of his details like i i love this is one thing about that man that i love is that he is the ability to look outside himself for what he can do for other people when he has a lot of his own battles that he's fighting so he's got some stuff going on that he's got i mean he has every right to shut everything out and figure it out on his own and try to figure it out and be you know low and upset and depressed and all these all these things and just kind of woe is me but he's finding ways that he can help other people he was just texting me the other day he's got a neighbor that has had a loss of a child recently and part wow. of his part of his walkway is cracking so my dad's trying to wrangle me and my brother to help him go over there and rip out his concrete and pour new concrete but it's so that's a little bit of an ode to my dad you know he's going through something himself but he's also like Hey, my brother's going through this, you know, solidarity. What can I do to raise awareness and support? And so that's the kind of people that we like in our community. That's the type of people that you and I have tried to learn and glean from is just good hearted men and women that are just trying their best. So dad, I know you're listening. Love you. You're a great guy. I wouldn't be half the man I was without you. Love that. There's one thing that I have learned um, over the past few you know, as we have family members that are struggling, uh, one thing that I've learned is as you serve others and as you work and, and help other people, you forget how hard your trials in life are. And so even though mm. we, all of us are struggling, even though some are a little more strenuous and hard than others, um, we're all struggling. And as you serve others and you are more aware of other people as you're serving them, you uh, realize that your troubles may not be so hard. And you learn to be grateful. Yeah, we've talked about this before. The gratitude aspect makes a world of difference. I mean, it's not, don't run from your problems. Don't don't push mm -hmm. them down to a dangerous level. But perspective changes everything. 
You know, when you, when you, like, I know it's a cliche, but like, oh, the grass is greener or it could be worse or whatever. Like at the end of the day, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta find, you gotta find the things that keep you going and understand that there's always going to be somebody looking at you being like, man, I wish I had what that guy has. I wish I was, I wish I was blank like that guy or that girl or that lady, whatever. It's just, I try to remember that when I'm really feeling down, but I know we kind of took a little bit of a a side street there, but. No, I think think that's pertinent to what we were talking about. So I yeah. think that was a great one. And uh, so those are the first two. And the third one is breaking societal norms. And mm. so there are certain, I don't know, expectations and norms surrounding men and surrounding women about our appearance. Oh, yeah. And so No Shave November encourages individuals like you and me and, and others around us to embrace their natural selves. So regardless of their gender regardless of the social pressures they just grow and then by doing so participants uh i would say foster a sense of self-acceptance um body positivity and empowerment i know for me as i was growing so i I don't know if you know this or not i you do i don't know if the audience knows that as my first time ever growing a beard i didn't know i could grow a beard i i decided um to audition uh, for a play for my with my son and I got it. I, 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 well, I got in, but then they gave me the lead for the bad guy because, you know, I'm 6'3, 300 pounds. I'm scary. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, so we need to grow your beard. And so, um, as I was growing a beard and as I was, um, not me, not having to, like, I wanted to shave it because it itched and I was learning this is not this type of a podcast, but as I was growing it and as I was grooming it and as I was becoming part of the beard, so to speak, I really did gain a sense of empowerment. I really gained a se- uh, self acceptance because I liked the way it looked. I feel like it became more, yeah. more of who I was meant to be, so to speak. And and now after what, four years straight of no beard or having a beard, my wife's like, you're never shaving. She really like <laughs> we were just talking about it. It's like you're never shaving. I don't want to see you without a beard. Like, like uh, it's it's part of who I am now. It's just like anything else. And so, mm-hmm. um, definitely breaking the social norms and just learning who you are. I think it's really cool. Well, yeah, like <clears throat> you've heard my story enough times, and I shared a TikTok about this a little while back about um, when I started really growing my beard out. So I I could start growing facial hair in high school. Right. I had the, I had the little chin, you know, like half goatee, just the chin strap. Not, not, well, I did the chin strap. That was a bit, <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> well, like in high school, I just had like the little chin, the little chin tuft of hair right on my chin. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know what you call it. And, and the little flavor saver and then the sideburns. And then it, then it migrated to the chin strap. And now, and that was a mistake. But, <clears throat> and when I was like 20, when I was 21, you know, I, I had gone on a on a mission for my church and I had to shave for two years straight and I got home and I was like, I am never freaking shaving. I still did shave from time to time. And I would like at the time, it's funny what I used to think my like, oh my gosh, my beard is getting so big. Like it would be like a month <laughs> or like <laughs> six weeks. Right. <laughs> and I remember not that I'm not that I'm slamming anybody that has the like shorter beards, but it was still even at the time in my early know, 20s, like, hey, it wasn't now. very high on my cheek. Yeah. <laughs> but like in my early twenties, it still wasn't very high on my cheeks. It, it wasn't very thick or whatever. But then, you know, as, as I was maturing and I was like getting into like full adulthood, 
I started growing it out a little bit thicker and it wasn't until my wife and I had gotten married. I was now, I was like 23 or 24. I started growing it out because that was kind of right in the peak of like mental, mental health issues were starting to present themselves more. I was feeling really crappy about myself. And I met this guy. Um, his name is Joe. We're still buddies to this day. Um, when we lived out near the Bay Area in California, this dude—he's dude—he was—he's like the Mexican version of you. I'm not kidding. He was big dude, super happy. Everybody loved super him. But he had a massive, super sexy, super sexy. <laughs> but he had a massive, <laughs> and he was a bodybuilder too. He was a bodybuilder. Holy crap! I didn't realize. That. Apparently, I have a type. <laughs> but. <laughs> but he's such a good dude and he he had a huge beard like massive like bigger than mine and and which which was anyways it was he had super nice gray streaks in it i loved his beard he kind of got me into like wanting to grow my beard out and he like sent me my first ever like beard oil sample kit from a company that he used and so then that got me hooked on beard oils and then it became a whole thing and it started getting longer. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I started going for like the big, long, full beard look, like full, full beard. And so I realized that it was a mask for me for a long time. Like it gave me the sense of like confidence, you know, security. like felt more manly security, like people it, it's, it's, it's almost like, an inadvertent way of fishing for compliments, which I have no shame of saying I love getting beard compliments. My wife almost chuckles every time we get one in public and oh, I, you're feeling I really low about any. yourself. <laughs> oh, you, you got a good beard. It's just, you, you got to stop. You have a really good beard. I, I wish beard. I had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they say surround yourself with people better than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Right, that's why I said that's why all my friends are taller than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, so I I I just kind of got the hook of of growing it out and and it like I said it made me feel better and it's it's uh, any any man who's walking out who really takes care of his beard or has pride in his beard and someone is like, "Hey man, like sweet beard." Like uh, my wife and I were walking out of a date in tech we went to texas roadhouse and we were walking out and this guy stops mid-dinner as we're leaving and he goes i freaking love your beard and his girlfriend looks at him like okay <laughs> <laughs> and it just it makes you you're like thanks man like i appreciate that like it's it's you get more compliments really, from men no, than you do women you half really the time. can compliment yeah it's the only thing you can compliment on i swear yeah like if, if i were to walk, walk by, by and some dude like, was oh, like hey Logan, you have lost weight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine you walk by a stranger in Texas Roadhouse. He goes, "Hey, man, your pecs look great." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like, look cold. Th thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's that's what I'm saying though. Is that like it, it gave me this sense of confidence? It gave me, you know, it was like I said, it was like a, a shield or like some armor, so to speak. I know that might be a little cliche, but like literally. It was like growing something that I felt like I could hide behind and take the focus off of off of me because I felt like I looked like I didn't look okay. So mm -hmm. I, I literally was growing it because I felt like it took the focus off of me. And it was a distraction. I could groom it. I could shape it. I could do, you know, I, that's when I got into sh the beard, you know, the beard straightening. And then anyways, I could go on forever. So people who are like, oh, I can't wait for the beard, the beard craze or the beard fad to be over. I'm like, 
you really don't know. Like, I mean, look at Robert. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that guy's ever going to shave. No, he won't. He's done. I don't I, like. I said it's it's more than just a fad. It, it's here to stay, and and it, and it'll, it'll come and go like little bits and pieces. You know, some people shave, some people won't, but uh, it's here. And I and yeah, men will always have facial hair. Or the what's the people who t- talk and they're like, oh yeah, when your beard's your entire personality. I'm like, you're saying that like it's an insult, but I embrace it. So, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Just like how yeah, like uh, it is my everyone else, what everyone else is into, you know, like some people are into working out, that's their person, yeah. you know, or they're, they're a foodie, that's what they like. The next one is actually promoting mental health awareness. So there are physical, you know, aspects of No Shade November that are, you know, highlighted like us growing a beard or, or cancer or anything like that. But as we take a break from our fast paced lives, and we begin to take a break from actually shaving and all that kind of stuff. It's a reminder, or it should be a reminder every time you look at your beard, that you need to prioritize your self-care, your distress, focus on your mental well-being, and use that time to meditate, use that time to have create a gratitude list. Just focus on you and what you need to do so that you can have a sense of well-being and a sense of purpose, a sense of accomplishment there's a lot of things that we can always work on and so then also you know because we're working on ourselves i don't know if you know this or not but at least for me when i'm working on myself let's say i'm I'm specifically working on myself the things that you talk about will actually be about what you're thinking about and what you're working on so you're going to be talking about mental health you're going to be talking about all that and it's going to take that stigma or that because I think it's almost gone. I don't know. But taking going to therapy and doing all these things that help better your mental health and your well-being, I still think there's a stigma, but not as much. But because we're seeking help and because we're doing support, I think that's that conversation is going to be there more fully. I don't know. That's just what I think. It's just because yeah. when you're focusing on yourself and focusing on well-being, it's going to emulate and you're going to be talking about it. Well, yeah. I think that you know, the whole stigma behind, you know, mental health awareness around, you know, men going to therapy, men, you know, just speaking about issues, right? Like about things that are, you know, we're working on because I mean, for years it was, you know, shut up, don't talk about your problems, just go to heart, go to work, you know, go 100%. work hard, keep your mouth shut. You know, therapy is for wussies, yada, yada, yada. Like I said before, and especially in our episode with, with David, um, I think, you know, like I said, I, I view guys that hit issues head, you know, head on and talk about them and are more vulnerable and open. I view those guys as maybe more manly, more alpha brained, more, you know, more, you know, I don't know, just more, more in tune and aware of life and not just shoving it down. So I think the stigma will always be around, but I think it is far lessened and is is not as intense as it used to be. And I think a lot of that has to do with guys like you where you legitimately do not feel shame for going to and admitting and like promoting men going to therapy or or getting into, you know, managing their mental health. Like I was just telling you I was getting a lot of flack on one of my Instagram reels where I make I you know, you know I kind of do some dark humor stuff. Not super dark, but kind of like that's just my way of helping bring awareness. 
I, I guess it's more of like morbid. I don't know if it's dark, but it's more of kind of like making light of like a serious situation. Like that's part there of how go. I help I like bring awareness. Is, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I try to help bring awareness to mental health and normalizing battling and, and, and managing mental health by just making jokes of it. And there's a guy that I follow on TikTok, and we, we, um, we're buddies and he has some super, super, I think I've even sent you a couple of his, some super funny stuff, um, about, about mental health. And he, he says things like, um, he's staring at the camera. He's a pretty built guy. He's a, he's a veteran. And he says stuff of like, Hey, I heard you were talking bad about yourself. He's like, do I need to give you the old razzle dazzle and knock that out of you? <laughs> like basically say like, stop talking bad about yourself. Like we all deal with stuff. But the point that I'm getting at, I, I posted this TikTok where I like to do kind of like unexpected twists. I like to do kind of like the gotcha humor and I did the stereotypical, like, I'm not talking, I'm just having a song playing. And it says like, Hey, do you want to know how to manage your mental health without meds? Like follow me. And then it cuts to me, like taking a pill being like, yeah, I have no freaking idea. Basically alluding to that's what I do <laughs> to manage my mental health. And there were some people in the comments that did not like that at yeah. all. Like they were. They were like, oh, blah, 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 big pharma. All America's just popping pills. They're just keeping you sick. And it's like, you just need sunlight. You just need to drink more water. You just need to be happy. Like, that was my favorite one. You just need to be happy. Like, oh, okay. Really? Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, babe, did you, hear, did you hear that? I just need Joey, to be happy. Joey McPherson. <laughs> yeah, it's like Joey McPherson 22508 says, I just need to be happy. Like, what? <laughs> Well, guess I don't need to pay all so, those psychiatrist bills here's anymore. What I have to say, here's what I have to say about that with David. So David and I were discussing this, and um, there comes a point where you are in therapy for, let's say, over a year. And you have done all your homework assignments, meaning you do get assignments when you're in a therapy. Like, you know, your gratitude list, write in a journal, um, you know, look in the mirror and say, that's a weird one. I still haven't done that because I can't. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the Saturday Night Live skit. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but I suppose it's really powerful, but I'm just, I don't know. It's just weird. Even if I'm by myself. Um, but that's just because I'm naked and I'm in the shower, yeah. about to get in the shower. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> just like, it's just, everything's, everything's cold, and I'm back. We're back to philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but what I was trying to get the, the point across is you get homework, you do everything you're supposed to be doing with the therapy to try to better yourself. You're vulnerable in therapy, you talk to him about everything, you br- open your heart and say, This is how I really feel. He helps you, she helps you, whomever you're going to. After that, you're still down. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. Meaning you've done everything you've asked and a year later and they're like, you're still down. There comes a time where therapy and water and sunlight and just being happy isn't enough. And then there's yeah. a test that you can go get your blood drawn in a clinic and they'll tell you which drugs are going to work for you so you don't have to test it. And then, so you'll wow, say, yeah, yeah, you can go in. I think it's seventy five dollars or eighty dollars at a regular lab. Um, that's not with insurance. That's just standard. And says, okay, so Prozac's not going to work for you, but this is going to work for you. And they'll tell you exactly what's going to work for you, so you don't have to stress about it. And the doctor doesn't have to play guess what or get you know what's going to work or all that kind of stuff. And so there are things out there that hey, just because you're struggling 
it really, really could be something chemically wrong in your body and there's oh, nothing you can do about it. 100%. And so there, yeah. And so when people say, Hey, you need to do this, like, Hey, I've done everything. I've done everything. And I still have to take something. Well, I was going to make a response. I love that you said that. I was going to make a response video to some of these because it kind of got out of hand because there's a lot of people in that comment section of that video on, on Instagram really trying to go to bat, basically saying like, you obviously don't understand how brain chemistry works. Not saying that we all do, like those of us that have mental illnesses. Yeah. But but that's the thing is that there is, and this is not a slam to it whatsoever, mental health goes so much deeper than anxiety and depression. Oh, 100%. But because anxiety and depression are like the forefront, most, most everybody who struggles with some form of mental health issue also have a level of anxiety and depression that they deal with. And then there's some people where that's their main, that's their main struggle, but it is far more intense than someone like me, where it's just one of the, one of the, you know, the issues that's tagged along. So for me, that's one thing I try to explain to some people of like, it's not just to pull myself out of this thing. This isn't like a pray, pray away situation. This isn't a better diet, better exercise, all those things, you know, better diet, better exercise, drinking water, going outside, maybe some natural supplements. Those things can help. But unfortunately, my brain chemicals produce differently than yours, than mm -hmm. that person, than another guy even with bipolar. It has nothing to do with me just being happy. It has everything to do with the fact that I have had medical professionals for the last six years help me understand and break down that your brain produces things differently to the point where you're at a deficit. And this deficit is dangerous for you. So we are going to help you find medications and treatments. They're not everything that I do is just, I take one pill. I'm very grateful for the fact that my psych has gotten me down to one pill and ketamine treatments that I do periodically. And then I do, you know, I do, I have, I have started taking better care of myself, which has helped, but I still have my baseline treatment, which is in the form of a pill. There is absolutely nothing wrong in my mind with taking a medication that's prescribed to you by, you know, the correct, you know, medical professional. Do they get it wrong sometimes? Yeah. Have I been a product of that? Yeah. Does it suck? Absolutely. Is there, is there constant changing? Yeah. I live in constant fear of one day that my body gets used to this medication and it doesn't work for me anymore. And I got to go through that yeah. process all over again. I hope it never happens, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a potential. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, you have, you have schizophrenia, you have bi, you have, you know, bipolar, you have borderline personality disorder, you have, you know, sociopaths, you have all of these different, really intense you know, you got OCD. People think that, oh my gosh, I'm so OCD. No, that's a legitimate like brain chemical issue that people like it's debilitating. People that legitimately have it. It's not just like that show monk where it's kind of comedic. Like I've met somebody that has OCD to the point where they can't leave their house. Like it is that it is that hard for them. So I think breaking the stigma down between mental health, managing your mental health, not just mental health, but I mean just emotional health. Like you don't have to have a mental health issue or a mental illness to go to therapy. People no. deal with stuff. It's like people, some people don't even have the genetic disposition to have a mental health issue, but they go through something so traumatic in their life, whether it happened as a child, whether it happened, you know, in some kind of military or police or public service, or even just somebody who is a victim of something or somebody who witnessed something like the human mind is so capable of amazing things, but yet so potentially fragile. I like to think of it as I, I, I this is I hope this doesn't come around, uh, about wrong or anything like that. But 
think about your sexuality and think about you know if you're gay um or, or it's just like saying well just like women um yeah i can't just like how someone would say well just don't love your wife love love a man i'm like what I, I can't it's like it's just who you are and so yeah um it's the same thing as like I, I can't just be happy it doesn't work that way for me i wish i could i really really do um and so so and mind you the for me personally i try to be happy um i try to do everything and i am happy most of the time but there are some times where i get down but i think that's everyone um but the stresses of life get me sometimes and uh so that's the whole point of this no shave november is us trying to break that barrier so that we can raise awareness so that people just understand us understand people better show more empathy show more support for those who are struggling and i think that's the key to just for mm -hmm. no shave november i would actually have to say is as empathy and 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 being able to be more kind and be more aware of what is going on around us because there's a lot of hatred in the world today mm -hmm. there's a lot of hate uh in the political aspects of the political world um if you hate you're on the news if you love you're you're, you're a bystander it doesn't even matter and so we just got to break that norm and yeah. we got to just show that we care and prove that we care and raise awareness and all that so uh, that to me is what no shave november is all about i love that now, I, I, I was just thinking while you were saying that, and this could be rhetorical. You don't have to answer it right now. And it's maybe even posed to people who are listening. What do you, st as a man, you know, or maybe even as a woman, it doesn't matter in general. We live in a society where there's a million and one voices. Now, everybody has a podcast. I mean, here we are. <laughs> everybody yeah. has social media. Everyone's looking for the next sound. Everyone's looking for the next sound bite that's going to be like, oh, the thing that gets shared that's viral. There's a lot of guys out there that are very influential that are all like, oh, losers, alpha male. Oh, da, 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 da. You got to tell people how to be, and society is failing us because of weak men and all that stuff. My question, whether I said a rhetorical view or not, like, what do you stand to lose by being more empathetic? Like if you are afraid of looking like less of a man by being more empathetic to someone, especially somebody you don't understand, whether it's you don't understand their personality, you don't understand their lifestyle, you don't understand their religion, their political stance, whatever. What do you stand to lose to being more empathetic to them, whether that's to the point of maybe hearing them out or being empathetic enough to just let them live their life and you butt the heck out of it? Mm -hmm. That's that's my whole stance on pretty much everything. If I don't understand you and we can have a conversation, I love that. If I don't understand you, it is still your life and it is not my position at all to tell you how to live it. I wish you the best. I want you to be happy. If you're a good person, you can come to dinner in my opinion. So yeah, I just think people need to chill out. <laughs> like if the world's hard enough. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's just well. Let's go to the last one because we're we're. It's kind of what we're talking about. The last point I wanted to bring. So again, the first the first ones is raising awareness of like cancer, testicular cancer, mental health. Two is uh, you know supporting cancer research or or mental research or anything like that. Just supporting a, a charity or organization. Uh, third is breaking the societal norms. Four is promoting mental health awareness. And then five is building a sense of community. 
So I don't know about hmm. you, but especially during COVID, we lost ourselves. We lost, uh, we lost a sense of, uh, you know, especially my children where they don't get to see their friends. They don't get to be of that. Even though my wife and my family are they're they're me they're mine you know what i mean and i get to communicate they still need mm-hmm. so, social outlet what is it called social outlets interactions yeah and yeah they just, yeah they just need to be able to be themselves and sometimes you know you're you remember growing up you can't be yourself around your parents all the time like you want to you want to say an no. inappropriate joke every now and then you can't do that in front of your parents so anyway they need all that and so during time of COVID, that's when I was introduced, well, a little before COVID, I was introduced to the bearded community. And um, it's something that I very, very promote dearly, uh, especially during the Copper John's family, as I always call it, it's Copper John's community. Um, I am a big, big believer on showing support wherever the, someone needs it. And so that's what we always do. And so we have, I mean, every night there's a YouTube live in this social or Instagram live or a TikTok live within this bearded community. And so it really does bring camaraderie, it brings friendships and unity, I would say. And it definitely can connect us to people that we wouldn't even know. Like, look at Matt, look at Robert, look at you, look at me. Like none of us would be around if it wasn't for our beards in the community. Well, I I feel bad. I forget his name. Um, I still follow him on, on TikTok. He's a good guy. Um, he made a TikTok last year. Is where it Joe? He said, "No, I don't think it's Joe." He made a TikTok say, last year. Joe who? Where he said, "He's like say Joe who? What? Say Joe who? Joe who? Joe Mama!" <laughs> All right, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew. I was the minute you just said "say Joe" again, I was like, "Oh, I know what's coming." <clears throat> Anyways, he made he made a uh, he made a TikTok where he said that he when he started posting more tiktoks and he has a pretty nice big full beard and then he kind of got into the beard side of tiktok and he made this whole post about like wow i didn't realize how much support there was in the beard community and that's so true the majority of guys i would actually you know i would i would venture to say like 99.9 percent of of guys in the beard community that like actively are growing our beards and like maintaining our beards and all that stuff like there's hardly a negative comment towards another man because we all know like we all understand that every beard is different no one's it just it's it's so it was cool to see him be like oh my gosh there's so much freaking support like you guys are all super cool like so i love that there is how that ties into no shave november where it's like when you really get to know the beard community you understand that like oh the beard the beard events like the beard con- competitions i remember i told someone that i competed in my first beard competition last year and they're like really there's a whole competition around beard I'm like oh, yeah, yeah and guess what 100 percent of the proceeds go to charity yeah it's a terrible weird thing isn't it like but that's the that's the cool thing is like all of these bearded weirdos we all get together and do stuff like that it's cool it's a hobby it's like part of our life and then it's like hey we all spend all this money to do this and then we find a charity to donate it to like mm-hmm. how how like how cool is that? So I love that no shave November is a thing, and then it gets more people. Now that we've kind of come full circle, it kind of gets people back into the community, into like Dude, the solidarity of idea. it. I have an idea. Let me hear it. So um, the barber shop, uh, we're doing a beard competition mm-hmm. December second. I wasn't going to announce it until our live on YouTube November first. 
um, on Carver John's channel. Um, but we're going to do that, and it was going to be free, and it still will be free. But I wonder if when you and I discuss afterwards the what we want to donate money to, I wonder if we do a competition. Uh, we're going to have a beer competition December 2nd at the barbershop at 7 p.m. It's a Saturday. Why don't we f- f- try to raise some funds? Copper John's will have some charity, like some other things. We'll get other companies involved, and uh, we'll have auctions, and then that money will go to that charity. Yeah, Let's do that. totally. I think that would be really yeah, good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so let, we need to promote let, the crap out of that. I don't know why you didn't tell me this sooner. Um. <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot's on my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my so when we're on our live on on Wednesday, we will have a charity in mind that we want to give to, and we'll give that charity to on December. So second Saturday, third, fourth, we'll take the funds and give it to the yeah. on the fourth. And we, you and I can call on companies. I'll have Destiny, who's a, uh, our manager. She'll call on companies to to donate items or or services that they can auction off, um, like a silent auction. Not, we wouldn't auction off, just a silent auction. And uh, then, if they want to participate, they can participate no matter what. But if they want to donate what they would normally donate, they can donate. Uh, to that as well i think that's a really good idea we're going to have sodas there we're going to have food Dude. and treats and stuff like that we're going to make it a big thing i'm going to call so, some food uh, truck buddies tell them to come because then so you get good. you get random we'll people that show huge. up no we're going to make it huge yeah. and i don't know how we're going to fill everyone in the barbershop but it's going to happen did we just make a whole plan over a whole freaking podcast episode i love we, that we really did we really did you I'm guys the barbers, you guys heard it here first you're, be, you're part of the think tank the barbers are going to be the judges and we're going to have zero to four no zero to six six to and longer we're going to have a, a whiskerina or uh type of event we're going to have a um free-for-all uh event and then a mustache so we're going to have those uh dude and, we sh- and then a grand prize or a grand winner and stuff like that we should do it we should have a kids category <gasps> shut up that would be fun yeah, I'll probably bring my like, kids. It's they'll, they'll a whole family event. Like, so you have the whiskerinas for the, the women. Yeah. You have the men who are growing whatever. And then you have the children involved. Let's do it. See? It's a cool event. Yeah. Pizzas and soda. Pizzas Bro, that's all soda. you had to say. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> so all of you faithful dad bods and beards listeners, I don't care what part of the country or the world that you're in. We expect you to be there. Utah. <laughs> On December December second, December second, I'm thinking of my buddy in Canada who listens religiously every week. So he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can make it." Ah, yeah. oh, I wish I could. Unfortunately, you know, I'm working that. Yeah, oh, dang. You know the whole like customs and being in a different country, and I don't have a passport right now. Yeah, I was going to say I don't have a passport anymore, but I realize I do because. I, I had to get that chin strap picture fixed that was online for 10 years. So, oh, guess what I get to do? But, now we're, we're done with the podcast. I mean, like, we can, they can still, okay. I finally go, I finally get to go get a new picture on my license. It expires next oh, a week from yeah. today. It expires a week from today. So I have to go get a license uh, before then. So I'm, I'm a little excited. <laughs> yeah. So, so the real the real ones who've listened to the show will know Tyson has a very interesting driver's license photo. 
and uh, he has he has eyeliner on in his so this is a monumental event and i still believe that you need to reapply the eyeliner to just keep it going (laughs) and just (laughs) shave again yeah it's been five years since i've shaved because isn't it five years for the license i think so yeah yeah so it's been five years officially five years since Mm -hmm. i've shaved last that's so nuts. I think I think I've officially speaking of, speaking of shaving. I think I have officially decided that I'm going to do, and we can maybe you know we can wrap up the episode after this. But I'm going to officially do the um, locks of love donation. Oh, cool. So ten inches long is how long the minimum for your hair and your beard has to be. They will take beard hair. Um, it does have to be a minimum of ten inches long, undyed, and it has to be healthy. Um. So I think I'm going to grow to about 11 or 12 inches and then cut it off because obviously, you know, beard hair is all different lengths. So I want to give it as much of a fighting chance as I can. So I still have probably, I don't know, six months or so before I'm at about a foot long. So because we're right at 13 months and I'm right at about eight inches long on my beard. So and then uh, we're going to have to promote the crap out of that. I was just saying, I like how yours looks. It looks really full right now. It looks great, buddy. Because I'm bloated. Yeah, you don't look bloated. I'm bloated, dude. dude I've been had, so busy. I, I had some Popeyes. Sheesh. I, I love Popeyes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened this time. I had Panda Express, but I tried to keep it good and just got teriyaki chicken and rice, and it was like, hmm. oh, I, I forgot to stuff. show you. Forgot to show you something. Just one sec. Dad bods and beards. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. <laughs> we're gonna to, and we're done. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. It means the world to us. If you have a chance, please give us a five star review as well as write something a little pretty in there so that we know that you know that we know that you care. Anyway, have a great day, guys. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's good. I, was, I like that. You can't redo it without laughing. That was good. <laughs>